You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with my good friend, Gray Williams. Our show is all about the world of technology. We're Canada's number one tech program. And we've got an interesting show for you today. We'll be uh, chatting with the folks uh, over at Epson about their EcoTank inkjet printers. These things are amazing. I've been using one for years now. I I could never go back to a a cartridge-based inkjet printer. You have one too, don't you, Gray? I, I do, yeah, and I actually bought one for my parents as well, and it is the first printer that they have not hated. <laughs> why Why don't they hate it, Gray? Uh, it, it actually works. Like, oh, it has okay. ink when they need it. Yeah. It, it prints when they need it. It's You don't get that sort of thing where you get the streaks down it because you haven't printed it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually do love my EcoTank printer. Well... Here's our listeners' chance to actually win one. If uh, you want to get more information on how to enter, go to www.getconnectedmedia.com. We'll give you more details inside the program here today and also a secret word to get you more entries, so stay tuned. We'll also be chatting with the folks who are over at Amazon Web Services uh, about a new data, a cluster of data centers that sounds really uh, techy and, and fun. Uh, they're uh, actually launching these over in Calgary, plus a $100,000 community fund uh, for uh, the Calgarians uh, to make Calgary a better place. So you'll get some details on that. We'll also be chatting with our good friend, Carmi Levy. He's going to give us some updates uh, on Photoshop. They've got some new generative AI features in there that can actually expand your photos. So, for example, maybe you took a picture of you and your girlfriend at uh, at the beach, but you want more of the uh, the background in. Well, Photoshop can do that automatically for you now. And uh, lithium-ion batteries. We use them in everything. Laptops, smartphones, electric vehicles. Well, there's uh, some breakthroughs that will make them last uh, even longer. And self-healing solar panels. What's that all about? Well, you have to stay tuned uh, later in the show. We'll uh, cover that for you. Let's talk about some of the tech news now, Gray. And uh, this is interesting. The uh, the actors and writer strike, I believe, are still on. And uh, Netflix is uh, posting a, uh, a $900,000 US a year job uh, for AI, uh, an AI person to uh, help them uh, figure out what uh, programs to make and how to fund them. Kind of bad timing, that's, bad timing for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a really great use of AI, you know, being able to sort of look at things analytically and present some conclusions to you. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, it, it's bad optics, rough timing. Well, it's interesting because, uh, Netflix has been doing this for years now. They actually look at all the programs. Uh, it's very data-driven, right? Like they can see that, um, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, one actor, let's uh, Renee Zellweger and The Rock uh, do well with these certain demographics. Oh, but if we pair them together, we project that they'll get this many viewers. They're actually using that to make programming decisions. So this is obviously part of this this job to further refine that. Yeah, I, Red Notice was a film that was like that, right? It had the the Rock, uh, Gal Gadot, and um, Ryan Reynolds, and it kind of got panned. But I'm not gonna lie to you, I enjoyed it. So right? maybe I just don't have taste, or maybe I'm exactly the demographic that Netflix is going after. It's funny because it was not a good movie, Red Notice. I, <laughs> from a movie perspective, it it just wasn't that great. Like it was just crazy. Uh, but I love all <laughs> the actors. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. When I saw that come up on my Netflix page there, you know, The Rock, I like The Rock. Ryan Reynolds, yeah, I like him too. Gal Gadot, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, I watched it. 
So even though I didn't think it was like Oscar worthy, I still kind of enjoyed the ride. Do you know what I mean? It, it was worth the price I paid. Yes. Another one that's going to be interesting. I don't know if you saw this one. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, John, John, is it John Cena? And John Cena. Uh, Cena, sorry. And Jackie Chan. Together at last. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like, huh. that's an odd pairing, right? It is, but then again, I thought Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan were was an odd pairing, and Rush Hour turned out to be absolutely brilliant. I will say this. If you have not watched the Suicide Squad TV show, or, um, pardon me, uh, Peacemaker TV show. Yes. Uh, John Cena, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, and that opening sequence is a delight. So for those of you out there who have not watched Peacemaker, it's on Crave, go check that out. Well, so as you can imagine, the uh, the actors union not happy about this job posting. Uh, you know, basically they're saying, you know, algorithms dictate how many episodes a season needs to be before you reach a plateau of new subscribers and how many seasons a series needs to be. And they they don't like that algorithms are dictating that. But I don't know. You know, your Netflix is a business. Do you know what I mean, Gray? Like, mm-hmm. I, I get that we all want that human touch, but algorithms... algorithms an AI, like they can parse through all of this information and all the data of, you know, who's watching what and how many people are, are tuning in for different seasons. Like I, I can see how that's important. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing that I'm finding is that it seems like people are biased against what AI tends to bring. Like as soon as the word AI is involved, folks get their hackles up. It's like, eh, it's been okay. I don't know. <laughs> So you don't have a problem with it? Not really. No. You know, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm also trying not to offend Skynet if it's out there and listening. So oh, that's too late. There's that. There is. Yeah. <laughs> it heard me yell at the toaster this morning. So yeah, uh, let's uh, move over to the electric car news right now. It looks like Tesla is under investigation for a few of their model cars, Model Three and Model Y uh, steering wheels that uh, that freeze up. They're looking at approximately 280,000 Tesla vehicles uh, over reports of loss of steering control. And from, you know, my experience, steering is important in a car. Yeah, I mean, a steering wheel has one job, right? And if it doesn't do that job, we're, we've got an issue. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, maybe this is just sort of an advance on full self-drive. You know, here, you can't drive so the car will. <sighs> yeah. Again, Elon, what you doing? So one complaint um, that came out, and you, you can get more information, uh, theverge.com uh, has a good article on this. Uh, one person said the vehicle's steering lost power steering, lost power steering, and the steering is stuck in a straight position only while driving. Vehicle can travel only straight line forward or backward and cannot turn. Powering off and on did not help resolve the issue. So I guess this person tried to reboot their car. <laughs> And it didn't, still, still didn't work. I've had to reboot my Tesla, Gray. Really? I'm, I'm not proud of that. Okay. Yeah. Because huh. the screen wouldn't turn on one time. So somehow I found a way to reboot the car and that solved that. You found a control and alt and then delete. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you like, know, Tesla's also apparently had problems with phantom braking as well. Yeah. It, and, I, you know, it's hard, right? Because they've, they've got that auto steer feature built into it, Gray. And... Yeah, sometimes it just breaks when it thinks trouble's about to happen or it needs to break. Like, that's happened yeah. to me. Is that phantom breaking? I guess. But, I, you know, obviously they're still working the kinks out of auto steer. 
it'd be interesting to see the logs as to like what actually triggered it. That'd be a nice thing for the, the user to be able to do. Um, you know, it, it's funny, my, the infotainment system in my Mini Countryman, it's a 2017, um, is horrible this bmw i drive thing uh, but the only problem i've ever had is the back door that the rear hatch once in a while would start to close on me as i was putting groceries in and a firmware update <laughs> fixed that but uh yeah I, I that's think, that's the extent of the problems in that I, I think your car just doesn't like you you know you're probably not wrong <laughs> yeah it's it's going to be interesting gray as as our vehicles become more and more dependent on software and, and AI, do you know what I mean? Like for safety and just for overall driving, like just it's software, right? Designed by yeah. humans and we're not always the best. We're well, not, we're not know, perfect. Have you seen the Ineos Grenadier? Sorry, what's that? The Ineos Grenadier, it's a British vehicle that's a bit of a takeoff on the Land Rover. It is a gas powered vehicle because it's been developed by a, a petroleum company. Um, but this thing, basically feels like a delightful little anachronism. If it weren't for the fact that it burns fossil fuels, I would love this thing because it's it's all actual manual buttons and dials and switches and very little computing. And it kind of appeals to me. And I don't even know who I am anymore. So you're you're going backwards is what you're saying. You're not, yeah, you're not style. You're not embracing the new self-driving autonomous computer controlled cars. You want to go back to completely manual. I would, I would personally like manual transmissions, wood paneling on the sides, and uh, no more bucket seats, benches all around. Interesting. I got a new gadget in that it's, I'm really liking right now. Yeah. Uh, from a company called Mobile Pixels. It's, this, okay. um, it's for your laptop. It adds a second screen to your laptop. So you, you, you stick these. The only downside is you got to stick these little circular magnets on the back of your screen. But then this... This second screen, and it's very thin. It only weighs about 1.8 pounds altogether. It just magnetically attaches to the back of your screen, and then you can pull out a second screen. I like that. I've I've been using it for the past couple of weeks, and I I can't go back. It's it's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. it's one thing that I find like I've got a 15 inch or pardon me a 16 inch MacBook Pro, and it's great, but it does feel limited, and you. Know, Putting around another screen, I probably wouldn't do, but something that was actually like attached to the device, okay, yeah, I'm listening. It, it's cool. It works on both Mac and, and Windows. What it, The one thing that blew me away, though, about it is you got to plug it in um, to one of your USB-C ports or, or your old-fashioned <laughs> USB ports. It just worked. I didn't have to load any software or anything. It just worked. Like, within seconds, it worked. I could extend my desktop. Is, is, isn't it funny that when things do just work, we have a moment of incredulity like, wow, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Felt like there was more for me to do here. So it's, <laughs> um, it's a company again called uh, mobilepixels.us, uh, you know, for the listeners that want to check this out. But seriously, if, if you use your laptop a lot and you're out in, in the go and you just want that extra screen space, it's, it's not cheap. They're like 500 bucks. Okay. They do have different sizes depending how big your, your laptop screen is. But, uh, you know, to get that extra screen space and it doesn't really weigh that much more. So you, it's still easy to travel around with. It's, it might be worth the money for some folks. Okay. We are going to have to take a break. When we come back, we still have so much more to talk about on today's uh, Get Connected. Chatting with the uh, Epson folks about their EcoTank printers. Also the Amazon Web Services uh, people, they are uh, launching a new cluster of data centers in Calgary and uh, doling out some money to community 
projects. So if you've got something uh, cool that you want to improve in your community and Calgary-based, you got to have a listen. And uh, we'll be uh, chatting about the latest in battery technology, 44% more life. Who wouldn't want that for their, uh, their smartphone or for their electric vehicle? You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Got uh, a great guest, an old friend. Uh, we're going to talk about printing. We've got Karen Rowden on the line from Epson. Thanks for joining me today, Karen. Thanks, Mike. Uh, always excited to talk about your kind of printers. Uh, today we'll be chatting about EcoTank. And uh, this is uh, a type of technologies that's been out for uh, a few years now. Just kind of wanted to uh, re-educate uh, the listeners on uh, what it's all about. But these are different. Uh, they don't take ink cartridges. There's actually little tanks of ink in the printer that last a long, long time, which kind of appeals to me. I've had one in my home for uh, a few years now, and uh, I don't have to worry about uh, running to Staples Sunday night, uh, you know, to, to replace the cartridges because one of them uh, is uh, is out. Yeah, that's that's true. It really is an innovative technology. It has been in Canada for about seven years now, although Ecotank printers have been selling around the world for much longer than that. Um, they are cartridge-free printers, which make them a little unique. So instead of uh, cartridges or toners, we use big bottles of ink that snap into place and fill up these large ink tanks. And um, that will let you print for about 5,000 pages or up to two years. And you really don't have to worry about running out of ink at those in really impossible times when you need to print. You know, I think in the past we, you know, talked about the the paperless office or paperless home, but there still is a need to actually print out documents. Yeah, absolutely, and not just documents, but school projects, artwork. Uh, there's a lot of things that we still need to print for, and you know, I found too, um, and my my kids did as well when they're preparing for um, school papers, just to be able to print out and edit their documents. Uh, with a pen and paper. So there still is a need to print. Uh, that is the one thing that I appreciate because in the past when I, you know, used to have a, a, a printer that just took the, the cartridges, uh, you know, I have three kids and, you know, they're doing their printing and schoolwork and just printing all sorts of crazy stuff. And, you know, I'd come home sometimes and, you know, they'd printed out like 20 pages, you know, full color, you know, and I'd, I'd have a small heart attack, right? Because <laughs> it, you know, it wasn't cheap, but I... I just truly don't worry about that anymore because, uh, you know, the replacement bottles are pretty inexpensive, uh, you know, for the, the different colors. Uh, what's the average price point on those things? It's like 15 bucks or something like that? Yeah, it is. It ranges. Um, the black, you can get in a larger bottle than the color because people tend to go through black a little bit more. But yeah, it is approximately that. So even if you do run out of ink and you have to top it up again, it's very inexpensive comparatively to do so um, versus cartridges. Uh, some listeners, you know, might be listening and they're like, oh, I have to dump ink into this thing. You know, am I going to get ink everywhere? Can you explain the process for that? Yeah. So the very first time I used an ink tank printer, I was concerned about that as well. But it's super easy and it's really mess free. So there's the ink bottles just snap into place. You can turn it upside down and no ink will come out of it until you snap it into the ink tank. And 
the um, they're coded, they're key coded as well. So there's no way that you can mix up and put the magenta uh, ink into the yellow tank. So it's pretty easy to do. It's mess free, super easy. What I like, uh, you know, and again, I don't have to worry about printing color because, you know, the bottles are so inexpensive. If you do have to buy the replacements, uh, you know, the last thousands of more uh, pages. But, um, you know, it's not just like documents for work. Like I print photos like it's going out of style now uh, on this printer. And again, I don't have to worry about the cost. Yeah, that's true. So we've got uh, several different models of EcoTank printers, depending on what your primary use is. If you print a lot of photographs... We've got an EcoTank printer that's really good for that, although it can do other things as well. If you're printing primarily black uh, in black in just monochrome documents, you might want to look at an EcoTank Pro, which is a really good alternative to a laser printer. And that's a good point there, Karen. Um, people, you know, in the past were always concerned, oh, the you know, inkjet's not going to have the same type of quality of a laser, but you'd be hard-pressed to, to tell the difference between the two, you know, as far as like a printout. That's true. So there are some myths of inkjet versus laser printing. And one is that the uh, inkjet printing is not as crisp as the laser. But really, you have to, depending on the printer that you want to compare, you'd have to use a magnifying glass to notice the difference in the black printing between inkjet and laser. It's indiscernible to the eye. Uh, are ink cartridge printers uh, going away? Are people still looking at those? They're not going away. People, st Some people still want to print with ink cartridge. Uh, so Epson still has a really wide variety of cartridge printers for those people who do want to print. But we're seeing that, you know, particularly in Canada, as people are becoming more environmentally conscious and wanting to do the right thing, they're looking for ways to have less impact on the environment. And, and you know, I would say EcoTank printers help with that. Um, if you look at worldwide EcoTank printers with refillable ink tanks help reduce millions of pounds of plastic from going into landfills. That's a worldwide number. And in the U.S. in 2020, even if you're looking at recycling, uh, 93 tons of inkjet and toner cartridges were processed, and that's in the U.S. alone in 2020. So EcoTank printers with the refillable ink tank, um, ink tanks really help reduce that impact on the environment. And uh, these these printers are uh, typically all-in-one printers uh, as well. So you know, obviously they can print, but uh, you know they have the scanner built in as well if you need to scan documents. Absolutely, print, copy, and scan. Well, Karen, I have to thank you uh, for coming on the program, and you were very generous. Uh, we've got uh, a contest uh, that is starting. And uh, we are giving away uh, an Epson EcoTank, an ET2800. This is a, a beautiful little printer. will fit in just about anywhere. If you don't have a lot of space in your office or home office, uh, this uh, doesn't take up uh, much uh, uh, desktop space at, uh, at all. And uh, we're also giving away an Epic Vision mini projector. And uh, this uh, is a kind of a dual contest. Uh, if you enter at our website, getconnectedmedia.com, uh, you have a chance to win either one of those. I want to thank you for uh, throwing some prizes our way as well, Karen. Thanks, Mike. It's been great talking with you. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the program. Mike Agarbo here in studio. 
Uh, we've got an interesting guest with us now. Uh, her name is Coral Kennett. She is with Amazon Web Services. Amazon is uh, going to be launching, uh, uh, I guess, a, a cluster of data centers uh, in uh, Alberta, in the Calgary region. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit about that today and also a, a really cool community fund uh, that uh, they uh, are launching as well. Thanks for joining us, Coral. Thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, let's just quickly start off with uh, a cluster of data centers. Uh, what, what does that mean for the listener out there? So we're with Amazon Web Services. So we're the cloud computing um, power behind a lot of different um, organizations, including Amazon.ca. Um, and we're building this technology region in Calgary. It's going to be up and running later this year or early next year. Um, and it will really be something that can be taken advantage of um, by all kinds of different organizations, um, banks, oil and gas companies, public sector organizations like schools and hospitals all across um, Canada and, and especially in Western Canada. This is no small undertaking either. This isn't just a, a few computers sitting in an office somewhere. I, I think the investment there is like over $4 billion. It is, yes. It is a major investment. It's $4.3 billion to build out our Calgary region. Um, and so it's been uh, something that we've been working on the last couple of years. I'm really excited for it to open. Let's uh, get into the, uh, the the community fund uh, that you're launching as well, which I think is uh, near and dear to your heart. Uh, you folks are uh, looking to give away $100,000 uh, to make Calgary uh, a better place. Give us some details. That's right. So when we um, launch regions like the Calgary region, we like to... Um, invest in local uh, different uh, organizations that are working in the area to make it better. Um, so this fund is up to $100,000. Um, so people can apply for micro grants, um, anywhere from $500 to $10,000 per grant. Um, and we're looking for things in the themes of um, education, sustainability, uh, diversity and inclusion programs. Um, and health and well-being. So anyone can apply, and um, if, if they're aligned with one of those themes, um, look at getting one of these micro grants. Do you have? Have you done this before in in other cities or regions? We well, have. Yeah. So this is our first. Um, this is the first time in Canada, but we have done this in other areas. Um, the first one was in Ireland, um, and we've done this in a few other places around the world, and had some really really interesting projects come out there. Do you, do you have uh, some examples of the projects uh, just to kind of give uh, listeners uh, an idea? For sure, yes. Um, one of the ones that I really like is Lego Leagues. So these are hands-on programs for students where they can use Lego robotics to learn about technology and coding. So that's a great example that aligns with our education theme. Um, we have things like a community pantries that help to address food insecurity um, so that's another great one that we've invested in. Um, and even things like our pollinator partnerships, where we work with local organizations to make sure that we're planting uh, different things that will attract bees to the region. So there's really a wide variety of um, types of programs that people can, can apply for. So you don't have to be like high-level university or, or you know organization to apply for this. This kind of sounds very grassroots. Absolutely, yes. And so we out with schools and and different, more formal organizations, but it can be a grassroots project as well. Um, and if you've got an idea for something that can make Calgary better, and, and you think that you can do something to help with um, one of these themes, then it can absolutely apply. 
Yeah, I'm uh, trying to learn more about um, Amazon Web Services. I mean, it's it's so huge, all the different uh, aspects that you guys uh, cover. One thing that I, I really um, thought was cool is that you guys have some really good skills development programs as well. We absolutely do, yes. And when we announced our new region, um, we actually also launched something called our Restart program um, in partnership with Mount Royal University. Um, and so Restart is a program where someone looking to transition to a new career um, in technology can come learn cloud computing skills and um, get a lot of different supports for that kind of a transition. Um, we actually launched another one of those in Alberta with uh, in partnership with Momentum. And that Restart program was focused on um, women in technology and really helping them to transition to careers in technology. We're talking all about a, a cool new uh, community fund that Amazon Web Services is launching in uh, Calgary. Uh, everything uh, from uh, STEM and STEAM education uh, to environmental uh, projects uh, as well. Where can people get more information about this and apply as well, Coral? So we're going to be having an information session on August 17th, where people can come and get more information um, and and ask questions and then really learn more about what the fund is all about. And you can also go to our website to find out the work in terms of what the different themes are, maybe get some ideas for different types of uh, applications that you can make. That was Coral Kenneth. Thanks for joining us today on the program. Thank you very much for having me. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Don't forget to enter our contest. Uh, thanks to Epson, we're giving away an Epson EcoTank inkjet printer. These things are amazing. I've had one for years. I would never go back. Uh, this thing basically runs on uh, big tanks of ink. When you buy it, it comes with enough ink uh, to print literally thousands of pages. Uh, I haven't had to replace mine uh, you know, for over two years, but I don't worry about printing out all sorts of documents or photos or color now, you know, especially the kids. You know, you'd always kind of like uh, get anxiety if they're printing out all these, uh, these school projects with you know, 20 full-color pages. Well, that's uh, a worry of the past uh, because uh, the ink, uh, when you have to replace it, is a lot cheaper because you're just buying bottles of uh, ink. Go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. There's a secret word too. If you want extra chances to win, the secret word this week is EcoTank. And there's some other tasks you can do too to get uh, additional entries. Getconnectedmedia.com, hit the contest page. We've got a good friend, uh, Carmi Levy, with us today uh, just to cover a few more uh, tech stories. And uh, this first one uh, is pretty interesting. Thanks again for joining us, Carmi. Great to be here, Mike. Thanks. Want to talk about uh, AI? We haven't talked about that oh for a week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, continuing just to uh, increase in popularity with the different tools available and just the power behind it. Uh, Photoshop. This is something that a lot of uh, graphics people use for manipulating, creating uh, photos. Uh, Carmi, now. It's got generative AI that uh, helps you expand images. Explain how this works, because it's really quite fascinating. Yeah, so you know, a few months ago, they introduced something called generative fill, which is basically if you know if I want to re- easily replace the sky, or if I there's a part of my picture that's missing something, but I want to you know sort of fill it in with something that's similar to anything else. I can I can make that happen. I can you know basically you know make you know, blow up my picture, make it look a little bit better. Now generative fill. Is, is sort of being, I guess, complemented by something called generative expand, which is uh, if my photo ends at a certain, maybe I didn't 
crop it properly. Maybe I didn't compose it properly, but I want to make it bigger. Now I can use AI to do that. So, you know, hey, go beyond the edge of the frame and make the rest of the picture look like the original part of the picture does. So it, it, it sort of blurs the lines of, well, where does the real photo start and the AI-generated one end? We're not quite sure. And, of course, so these tools, uh, Generative Expand, we can, you can use text prompts to tell it what to do. Um, those are now uh, available in the Photoshop beta app. So, you know, if you're using Photoshop in beta, if you're sort of one of the leading-edge folks, you can now have access to these new AI-generated features. And now, of course, Adobe is promising uh, that they have even more features in the pipeline coming this fall. And, you know, I'm a, uh, you know, some folks may not know this about me, but I'm a photographer in my spare time, just an amateur. I've been shooting since I was a teenager. And, uh, and so there's this raging debate in the photographic community that goes right back to the beginning of Photoshop at all, you know, where people said, you know, you, it, it's not really photography if you're correcting it in post. And so this has been around since before AI, but AI, the arrival of AI in photography with these tools is reigniting the debate over is it really a picture if parts of it, entire parts of it, are now generated by AI? And there's no there's no one answer, and not everyone's going to agree. But uh, if you go into the photographic forums, and I spend enough time in them, uh, everyone is like, it's everyone is just arguing about um, whether, in fact, this is something that we should even be doing. With some folks who you know take to it like ducks to water, and others are saying. I'd never want to touch it because that's not why I got into photography. It, you know, the entire ethical, moral, and legal question around AI is now playing out in in the photography space as these tools become more available and more widespread. And it's fascinating and also somewhat disturbing to watch because what happens? It's it's one thing if you use it because you cut off Uncle Henry in the in the family group photo and you want to use AI to get him back in so you don't just throw the photo out. I think we all agree that's a reasonable use of the technology. But what if we're using it to create something that didn't happen and then we spread it on social media and we become, you know, we're using AI to spread misinformation and disinformation. <laughs> that's a whole other level. And I think that's where, you know, we, we need to recognize the role that these tools play in that. I think that uh, horse has left the barn there, my friend. <laughs> I think so. And what's and what's scary here is that you no longer have to be an expert in Photoshop in order to use these tools. In other words, all you have to do is apply the AI tool. You don't have to be, you don't have to really know what you're doing. You don't have to have years of Photoshop training and be the, like a subtle editor. Anyone who's used Photoshop or Lightroom or these other tools knows full well that um, it is a very unique and specific skill set, but artificial intelligence lowers the bar, makes that available to a much wider audience um, so that it means if there is a malevolent or a bad actor uh, who wants to wreak all sorts of havoc, well, now they have incredibly powerful tools available to them and they don't have to train up for years. They just have to subscribe to them. Carmi, I want to move on to a, a very important uh, news item that... Uh uh, has come across our, our desk this week. Uh, Call of Duty, one of the most popular games uh, out there in the video game world. Uh, this is important for the listeners. Nicki Minaj is now a playable character in Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, stop. Whatever you're doing, you know, stop talking about Justin Trudeau. Stop paying attention to the economy. Nicki Minaj in Call of Duty Season 5, I think, is probably the most important text, text story 
I have followed this. Like, it's interesting though because as soon as I saw, it, I said, "Wow, cool!" You know, Nicki Minaj, like you know, like a tier A celebrity, kind of a legend in the music community. Um, and whether you like her or not, she's she's had serious impact, and she's a name. And and I didn't realize that there's a thing where celebrities become characters in some of the biggest gaming franchises out there. So she joins uh, Lionel Messi, the soccer super, super soccer superstar, Kevin Durant, Snoop Dogg. I mean, like, you know, these are like biggest names in their respective fields. And guess what? They've all been uh, characters in video games as well. Uh, and apparently that's a thing. That's how they get people to be interested in these in these franchises is not only do they make the graphics better uh, or, you know, improve the animations and speed it up with new hardware. Uh, there's apparently some new hardware coming from Nintendo soon. Uh, but they bring in names that people are familiar with. And it's just like movies with big stars on the marquee, except now the marquee is the video game that you're downloading and subscribing to. Very cool sort of developments. And I think it it, it takes direct aim at the stigma of video games. You know, how many times have we said, oh, you know, that person's a gamer. He's probably playing in mom's basement, teenage kid. Uh, don't take them too seriously. Well, the video game industry is now, you know, bigger than music and movies combined. So I think we're long past the point where, you know, that those those stereotypes are you know, rendered true. The reality is everyone is gaming, uh, even people who are a lot older, who are a lot more established with a lot more uh, disposable income. And the fact that, Superstars like Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg are being pulled into these franchises and being paid movie level, movie star level salaries for the privilege. I think shows just how far video gaming has become. And hey, I welcome it. Uh, do, would I love to play a game with someone that I'm familiar with in it? In, in a heartbeat and rest assured my 20 something <laughs> year old son is is already planning a couple of gaming sessions of Call of Duty with me. What's your weapon? A microphone? <laughs> Mine would be, and I would I'd absolutely get smoked within about 30 seconds because I really don't know what I'm doing in Call of Duty. Well, let's move <laughs> on to a, another uh, interesting uh, uh, update here. Uh, the world uh, basically runs on uh, lithium-ion batteries. They're in all our smartphones, our laptops. They're in electric cars. And it looks like there's a breakthrough now, Carmi, that has increased the uh, the life of uh, lithium-ion batteries potentially by 44%. That is dramatic. It is, because think about it. What's our biggest complaint about batteries is that they don't last as long as we want them to there. And, uh, and uh, some researchers at Rice University, they found a way to make lithium-ion uh, more efficient through a process that they call pre-lithiation, um, which is essentially it stops the loss of lithium. Lithium, and when you lose lithium, that's what reduces the life cycle of the battery. So what they discovered is when they spray uh, this these metal particles on a part of the battery, the part that's known as the anode, um, it can improve battery life anywhere from 22 to 44%, which is massive so much more efficient much more power out of an equivalent size battery because we know with electric vehicles uh, they're super heavy for the amount of energy they produce if you can increase the efficiency your car goes faster and on, on a given charge um, the problem here there is a bit of a downside first of all this is just research at this point it is not in production they haven't scaled it it's not commercially available they don't have a schedule for when it will be available but they also found that it works the first couple of times or a few times that you charge it but the longer you use the battery in fact the more it fades so they have to figure out how to they've discovered that they can they can make it bang bigger 
but that bang doesn't last very long. So they have to figure out how to keep it there so that it lasts not just for a couple of weeks, but for a few years or longer. So more research is needed. But the fact that they even discovered this is super cool. They also discovered something else that when they use silicone in lithium ion batteries, that also makes them much more uh, reliable and much longer lasting. And so a couple of real promising breakthroughs in the lab. So still, you and I can't buy them. But it shows that uh, we're starting to see, even with familiar lithium-ion batteries, there's still room for the technology to improve. And researchers are pretty confident that they're moving in the right direction, which could mean, in the end, better, stronger, longer-lived batteries that hopefully cost less. We're talking with Carmi Levy here on Get Connected uh, about some of uh, the additional kind of tech updates uh, this week. This one was interesting as well. Uh, We know solar power is uh, an important part of uh, our future as far as renewable energy. Uh, But challenging, you know, especially when you use uh, this type of uh, product uh, out in space. But it looks like there's a a new self-healing solar panel that could uh, be game-changing. This is really wild. It comes to us from uh, the University of Sydney in Australia. They created it. They call it a self-healing solar solar panel, which basically means um, it uses a, what they call a, a perovskite, which is they call it a miracle material. What they do is they coat silicone solar cells with this material, and then when they put them into the harsh environment of space. They last longer. They don't degrade from all the radiation that's out there. That's the problem with solar cells now is they go into orbit and they generate a certain amount of energy. But over time, thanks to that exposure to the heat, the light, the radiation, they they degrade. And in fact, the International Space Station is in the middle of an upgrade process. They're called IROSA panels. They're rolling them out over the original uh, panels because those original panels have lost 30% of their capacity because of exposure to radiation. So this coating actually ensures ensures that they last longer in that environment, which means more power for a longer period of time, less degradation. It also means cheaper satellites. It means they don't have to be repaired in orbit. Fewer have to be lofted. Has huge implications for things like satellite communications, internet, GPS. Basically, it means cheaper spaceflight, which means better services for you and me. So the cool thing here is, is they've produced it. It's a pretty easy solution. Just coat an existing one. Now they need to actually, they haven't tested it in space yet, but the next step is they're figuring out what satellite do we put it on and who wants to launch it for us. So that's the next step. And they'll actually be able to prove it. And then, of course, I'm guessing the entire industry is going to want a piece of this. No, I find that fascinating. You know, as we are moving to more renewable uh, energy sources like wind and solar, I I think it's uh, important uh, that uh, we keep up on these uh, updates uh, to let the listeners uh, know. Uh, Carmi, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. And uh, thanks for all these updates. It's been amazing being here. Thanks so much, Mike. Don't forget to uh, check out our awesome contest, uh, giving away an Epson EcoTank inkjet printer. This thing is fabulous. I've been using uh, EcoTank printers for a number of years now, and the simple reason is that they are tanked base. Uh, instead of like uh, replacing the cartridges every uh, so often, and especially you end up replacing them that Sunday night, uh, the day before the report or the homework is uh, due, that's kind of a, a worry of the past because uh, these things come with enough ink to print literally thousands upon thousands of pages, uh, just depending which model you get. You know, for me, I think it was like two years before I actually had to replace any of the uh, um, of, of the ink in it. And when you do have to replace them, they're just these inexpensive uh, ink bottles for the different uh, colors and, and super easy to uh, to get in there. If you uh, want 
a chance to uh, win, check out uh, the contest page, getconnectedmedia.com. And there's a secret word. Write this down. You'll get extra entries. Ecotank. E-C-O-T-A-N-K. Ecotank. I want to thank all the folks that helped uh, put the program together. Don't forget to listen to our sister show every week on Sundays, The App Show. This is Mike and Gray signing off. We'll see you again next time.